been seeing a lot of rumors about stuff going on in Arkansas. We're going to be bringing that up today because, you know, these Yanks think they know everything about what there is to know about the South. There's only two people who know things about the South. Adam Burns, Joe Batant, and they're throwing down! Ah, like I said at the top of the show, this is Throwing Down My Name Ends, Joe Batant. And I'm one of one of the hosts of this show, but I can't do this show alone. The Confederacy wasn't built in a day. And I do this show with my good buddy, the mouth of the South, the paw from Arkansas, the one, the only, Mr. Adam Burns. Hello, Adam Burns. Hey, Joe. I didn't even know you had a photo. I know we're going to talk about it later, but... You're you're very it's a very uh magazine worthy photo there. Yeah, you know it's so funny that you say that. I was just listening to uh you know, you did an episode of Shady Pines about a month or so ago. And on that yeah. episode, you threw you gave me a backhanded compliment then. You were like, "Oh, your 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 photo looks good. Your other ones look like shit." So now you put a challenge to me. I was gonna. I was going to do a lovely collage and and color correct and do all that kind of stuff, and I forgot. Mm-hmm. So I just posted three images directly from my camera just now. I think I'll tell you what. This is. I'll tell you what I think the secret is. Okay, for me, and I just think I'm lucky. I usually have these meals. I make them for lunch for me and my family. Okay. And the area where we sit to have lunch has really good lighting at lunchtime. Okay? Then you pair that with the iPhone, which has a good camera. I'm sure your phone has a great camera, too. I'm just saying that I think it's, you know, uh, a couple of those things. And then I just, I don't know. I don't think I was particularly a good photographer. We did. We did both have the same idea where we cut it in half and yeah. then we propped one on the. Uh, that might have even been how they did it in the cookbook. No, they didn't. What so, they did in the cookbook is they had one in the foreground and then one slightly in the background, like kind of behind it, like it's standing in line behind it or something. Anyway, we're going to get to that, but I was I was only thinking of it because the chat room clearly liked your photo better than mine. Well. Yeah, but look, but here's, the deal. here's the deal. We're it's on not my, a competition. We're, we're on my home. We're in my home stadium. You know, true. If I went to Pride Forty Eight, they would actually. I would say. I don't know if you'll agree with this or not. No, yours is better. No, no, uh, no I mean yours on. is better. I'm not. Hear me out. And I'm not a photographer yeah, either. Neither am I. Hear me out. I will say this. I feel our communities are kind of similar. Kind of not kind of similar, right? They're, the demographics are different. We have more women than Pride 48 has, okay? But that said, 
Um, we have a lot of old men with slings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, what I'll say though is, is um, I do feel our community is. Well, it, it could be me though. I have a very divisive personality, but I feel if it were me, they'd be like talking about how horrible I am, uh, what a horrible human being I was. I should go kill myself, you know. Where I feel that the that the afterthoughts are very nice. But you're also yeah. a nice person. I am a nice person. Yeah. Uh, and Drew, uh, no, it wasn't Drew. It was D Deckhead. Oh, yeah. Deckhead. Deckhead. Uh-huh. Uh, says, and most of us aren't in retirement homes. How dare you? I am <laughs> it, not in a retirement home. It is kind of true, Adam. It is. I mean, it. it and, and look, look, here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with that. There's a place for old gay people, right? But and I think it's and I don't think it's because of you. And that's I think, Pride Forty Eight. Yeah, I think yeah, they, they all go to die. But um, they should call it Die Forty Eight. Um, no, they should call it at least Forty Eight. So uh, <laughs> hey there, hey now, hey, I'm not Forty Eight. But what I will say is, I think a lot of it has to do with Fatty and uh, Vera. Just a lot of people yeah. they listen to those shows and they're older gay men, you know. True. Well, actually, I my demographic skews a little bit older. I think I don't think I have a lot of young people that listen to my show. You know, I don't have a, a, I don't have as many as I used to, but I do have quite a few. But you know, I've I've always said that I uh, I, I you know back in the day, yeah, when I was with Maddie, and yeah. I was young. You sure. know, I was young. Well, younger. It depends on who you ask. I was in yeah. my twenties. Hmm. Uh, probably. 24, 25 is when mm-hmm. I started podcasting, something like that. Yeah. And we were very wild. We talked about all the sexual escapades we had and all the clubs that we went to and all the drinking and carousing and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, now I talk about, you know, oh. playing my trumpet at church. Oh, and, I-, I wish. You know, what landscaping company that I I'm wish. Using, I was know? listening to this geeky gay today. I'm glad you gave me a segue. You know, I'm always caught up. I, I never have to catch up on Geeky Gay. It is appointment listening for me. This I know you post in the evening, but I don't get to it till the, the the following morning, right? Most people do. Yeah. Yeah. What are you okay? Do we need to do an intervention? I don't know. You always say this. You think I'm crazy. The one and today everything I say. Just rubs you as me being just some batshit crazy. The one today person. was so depressing. I thought you were a was second it? away from going to put your head in the oven. Yeah. What did I say? <laughs> You're like, well, first of all, going on, let me talk about the oh, old Sunday thing. nights are, I hate Sunday nights. But let me talk about the old thing first, where you were like, okay. I think about your show's 12 minutes. I would say eight minutes were about how you're going to diversify your portfolio. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's not something that attracts a young crowd. No. I, I mean, I, I get it. Mm-mm. You know. Now, uh, so this is a good segue. So I will say this, and actually I think the afterthoughts are going to be a little surprised to hear this because I bitch so much. But you said in there something that really uh, resonated with me. You were saying, oh, if you're one of these people – oh, because you're talking about Sundays. Right? You say on Sunday nights you dread going to work on Mondays, you know? Yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible. And I was thinking, I was listening to that, and you were like, and you said, if you're one of those people who loves his job, and I'm like, 
I love my job. You're lucky. Yeah. And you get to uh, appre- love what you do and stuff. And you said some things that were true. Like there are some days where my job sucks and it's hard, you know? But I will say, like, I am so – like, today, I made runsas for work. That was what I did today. Yeah. yeah. And – but, you know, I, I've told this story a bazillion times. The afterthoughts are so sick of hearing this story, right? But um, in the – I'm going to say it again. They've heard it a million times. I'm, I'm not even joking. It might be the opening story for my new podcast I'm starting soon, Right. But what I'm telling you is, because I think it's it's now like sort of the theme of my life, and it's why I do what I do, is there a long time ago, you know, who's the guy that was in the jazz singer in the 20s? What is that guy's name? I, can't, I forgot his name right now. He, he, this actually, I'm not, I'm not, not, I'm not doing a bit because it's actually, okay, Joe. I have a, I have an audience that skews older, but I was not alive in the no, 20s. But you're making, I, I don't know. I'm accidentally making my point. Can somebody put in there who was in the in uh, the jazz singer in the 20s? Al Jolson. Thank you. So, Al Jolson, when he was alive, was literally like the biggest star, like in a way that we could never understand, in a way that we don't have stars like that anymore. He was an, he was in vaudeville. He was an actor. He did theater. He's in the first talkie. That's how big of a star it is. We have to have the biggest star in the first talkie. He was on radio. He, I mean, he was so fucking famous his entire life. Died super famous, right? And was so convinced when he died that his uh, burial site would be a pilgrimage. People make pilgrimages to his burial site. That he built this gigantic tribute to himself at the cemetery in L.A. It's right off the 405 in L.A. And I used to always, I didn't know what it was. Because when you drive by the freeway, it looks it looks like it's part of the cemetery. It's just like the regular cemetery decorations. Because it's a huge obelisk with like on top of a hill with like a, a a waterfall, a tiered waterfall coming down. And I, you can't see from the freeway is there's a statue of Jolson there on his knee singing Mammy, right? And he thought this was going to be a plea. And the thing is, this guy, he was, he was legitimately famous. He thought he was going to be super famous at the time, right? And nobody remembers who he is. They think that this, they think that this uh, whole thing is just, uh, um, a, a part of the cemetery. They don't know it's it's L. Jolson's grave. Okay, and the 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 reason I bring that up is because it, it, it's it's uh, something that I've used. That story is important to me because when I went through my big depression, it's going to be three years ago now. When I went in, I went in one way, but I came out a different person. Where I was like, life is so fucking short. You got to do what you love, Adam. Now you've put yourself in a position now where you can't give up podcasting because you have to pay a house bill. But what I'm saying is it sounds like, cause what you want to do. You mean my do, job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't no, give no, up no, my job. No, no, no. Well, hold on for a second. Hold on. Hear, hear me out. But the, what I'm saying though, and, and you would have to go back, anyone listening to go listen to this geeky gay to hear this. You're so self-defeating and, and, and luckily what you want to do, you can do it. So maybe there might be a point where you can quit your job. Obviously, yeah, you, you're not in a position to quit your job. But but you're like, I know no one's probably going to watch my dumb videos. And I probably won't make any money at all. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's just going to be vomiting when they see me because I'm not one of those hot twinks, you know. 
And so, yeah. And so I'm like, no, just do it. Have you know what's so funny? If you see some of these famous YouTubers, they're not all hot twinks. Yes, there is a version of hot twinks. But this this H three guy, he's not a hot twink. He's like me with no, a beard. I know, but I, there's well, first of all, it, it's not even you know. I, I'm okay with podcasting being a hobby and and that sort of thing, and I get my fill of having listeners and all that and and stuff. But what I was thinking is, um. You know, I'm interested in doing that stuff anyway, you know, doing video, doing audio, doing whatever. Yeah. But the way I would make money is not by number of listeners or viewers, but Mm -hmm. more of the affiliate stuff. Because I I watch a lot of YouTubers who talk about how to live stream, how to make money, how to – and, you know, they said, oh, don't even worry about doing, you know, advertising in the beginning. Do – like trying to get ads because you're not going to have enough viewers. Mm-hmm. They were saying, you know, you just need to do uh, one. One of the best things to do is affiliate marketing because if you really like something and you review it, then you just put a link for it down in the bottom and you say, "Hey, by the way, this is an affiliate link. So if you use it, you know, I get a couple of pennies or something." But you know, you have to you have to say that you're doing it. But it's a way of making money faster, getting started because. You know, you're not going to get any any ads at all when you have five listeners or five viewers or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking pair it with a blog. It's just uh, I am going to do it. I'm going to do it. But it's uh, it's I've got to think of a name. And uh, and people who don't listen to Geeky Gay have no idea what we're talking about right now. I'm going to start a YouTube channel, but I'm going to do a blog at the same time. And I'm going to talk about how to do podcasting, how to do audio and maybe video a little bit as well and then um do you, you know, still have then, the adam and maddie videos you mean of our podcast no of you guys fucking and stuff like that <laughs> no you know i i don't think so i oh, i don't know where i don't know what computer throw, it was throw them on only fans but i mean what Okay, I've got maybe 10 videos. Let me tell you and, this. You know, this and now OnlyFans, I, hold on for a second. This OnlyFans, what a ripoff. I wish I was hot. I'll tell you why. I would so conquer this OnlyFans because I've, 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 I've subscribed to enough of them to know that these people don't know what the fuck they're doing, right? And if you, if you have know what you're doing... You could make so much money, and there are people who there are people who know what they're doing, and there are people who are making a lot of money on this OnlyFans. But a lot of people they think it's it's a way to be lazy, right? And so I've I, I there was one recently that I signed up for, and it was literally, and you know this, I talked about it on that podcast. Eighty pictures of him like back to the camera, lowering his pants and flashing his butt and looking over coyly, and I'm like, I just paid for this. <laughs> I just paid for this. I could see this on. You wouldn't even get banned on Instagram for showing that. I don't think, right? So there's one that I really enjoyed. It's a. It's a. What do you call them? Little people. It's a. It's a little person, and he has a really large dick. You have a thing for for midgets, right? Not a thing, but I. But I. There is some intrigue there. Intrigue. You hooked up with one. Well, one. My entire life, I've hooked up with. How did Hundreds you, how did of you, people probably. How did you meet the midget? Uh, it was probably gay.com, whatever the online presence at that time was. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Grinder. this was a long time ago. I was probably 
20 or 21, maybe yeah. 22, something yeah. like that. And Grinder wasn't around back then, you know, back in the old days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, Grinder wasn't around, but I think gay.com. I think it was gay. No one's caring at him. So, so how did you meet him? On, like in a chat room. Okay. Okay. So in a chat room. Did he, was he yeah. up, was, was he up front about it? Was he's like, um, yeah, well, you we were like, how big photos. are you? And he's like seven inches and you're like, your dick seven. He's like, no, I'm literally seven inches tall. Is that, is that how it came up? Like, yes, what happened? Joe. Exactly. No, I think he just sent photos and I said, oh, you're, I don't know what I said, but mm-hmm. I didn't care. I was like, oh, this is interesting. No, but I was it, like, this will be a story I can tell on podcast years yeah. from now. Yeah, yeah. You but, know? No, but let me ask you this question. So, but you, it makes it seem I like. I go over, he offered me a glass of water. He had a, he had to get up on a step stool to get the glass out is of the Is that true? Cabinet. Yeah. He, uh, he had a little step stool in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So I kind of want to still talk about this. All right. So I think, and there's nothing wrong with this. Look, I could judge this Aiden. Look at what, look at what a mess I look like, Adam Burns, right? Look at me. I'm such a fucking mess. Who would ever be attracted to this, right? This Aiden loves me so fucking much. And I'm so lucky. Adam, do you know how hot my boyfriend is every fucking time? We were on FaceTime the other day and I was like, how did I fucking land? This hot piece of ass, who's also an amazing person. I don't, I don't get it, you know. I, but I'm not going to judge his weird fetish for someone like me, okay? So I'm not judging it. But do you, do you think you have a thing for little people? No, I think it was just the, I think it's just the novelty. I mean, it's not like I, I haven't gone around looking for little people porn or anything like that. It's just mm-hmm. this guy happened to come up on my Twitter mm-hmm. because I follow some people that post a lot of porn yeah. and a lot of OnlyFans accounts. And so I looked at it and I was like, no, 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 I don't, know, care, about I don't care about guy, that guy. I don't care about that guy. The guy before, yeah. the guy before, I mean, two guys in my entire life. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't think. I don't think two guys out of how many ever I've been with. Wait, hold on for a second. If I said, counts as a fetish. Hold please, hold please. If I said to you, two guys shit in my on my chest during <laughs> I don't sex. Think it's the same. You know, they wanted to shit in my chest, and I did it. I, and then you go like, "Oh, what?" And I'm like, "Look, just because two guys shit on my chest doesn't mean I have a thing for it." You're like, "What?" Very strange. Okay, but but. But that is a little bit more extreme than a than a person who just happens to be short. Yeah. No, you're right. I think. I don't know if you want to call it a fetish, but I don't seek it out. You know, mm-hmm. it's just if if I come across it. Okay, so let's get to, let's get to the, let's get to the nitty gritty. So yeah. you go over to this guy's place, okay? And and uh, uh, what happens? Oh my god, I. I don't re- – it's been so long, Joe. I really – the only thing that I remember mm-hmm. is um, he offered me a glass of water and he had to get up on a step stool because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I don't know what I thought. But I just thought, mm-hmm. oh, that's – you know, I guess you would have to get up on a step stool if you're that short. And uh, and then we hooked up, you know, and uh, I don't remember – I like I don't remember. And then I left. He lived mm-hmm. in West Virginia. I remember that because I was I was living in Virginia with my parents at the time. That's all I remember. 
He was bald. Um. Okay, we're gonna do a scene right now. Okay. Like maybe it'll, maybe it'll trigger your memory. You know. Okay. Okay, so this is the, we're gonna do acting corner. You know I'm not good at acting, right? Doesn't matter. Okay. okay. All right, it's Adam. That one. Yeah. All right, Adam. Uh, thank you for coming to my house. Uh, you're welcome. You're really hot. You too. Let's get to it. Where's your bedroom? Over here. Can you help me put the ladder up against the mattress? Sure. Where? Where is it? I, oh, hold on. It's right here. I've already, I'm climbing up on the bed. But you know, one of the great things about us hooking up is that I don't have to kneel to. Uh, I don't have to. I don't have to kneel to blow you. Oh, that's hot. Yeah. Do, do, do I have a big dick? Wait, yeah, I, actually, actually, it's. Uh, I, I'm surprised. Wait, I, I, you know, that's a good question about my dick, right? What is my dick? Was my dick really big? Actually, well, it, it was above average. Mm. I would say between seven and eight inches. And then he would little. Did it look bigger? Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Now, how come you? How come you never hooked up with me again? We may have hooked up more than once. Oh, what? I don't remember. What do you, mean you may have. How do you not remember this? I've had sex with so many people in my life. I do not remember. If you had to guess a number, it would it would have just been a couple of times. Why did you stop? Why do you ever stop hooking up with someone? You meet someone on Grinder, you hook up a couple of times, you're done, you move on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. Adam, I saw I saw the runces you made. Oh yeah? They look really good. Do you mind if I sleep inside one of them? <laughs> sure. I've got one left in the fridge. Do you really? Yeah, it'd be a little cold, but I kinda like it, I get real cold. Would you let me I'm a top, but I don't a regular top. I'm gonna climb inside of you. I've seen videos of that. Have you seen those videos? No. No, the about? the animated videos of the really of the really small please, guys. Please, okay. First of all, you are not helping your case that you're not into this. Okay, a one, two. Can you please send me those videos? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'll have to Google it, but uh, but I have seen. You know, you go. No, it'll be ads or whatever you'll see on the side of Pornhub or. X tube or whatever. There's you'll see an ad with like this animated thing, and you're like, "Oh, what's that?" Mm-hmm. And then you you click on it, and it's some little short two inch guy like grabbing onto this big massive, you know. Please send it to me. Does my voice sound normal uh, again? Yeah, your voice sounds normal again. All right, good. That was my first time trying out that effect. Did it work? Did I sound like a little person? Well, I I don't want to say that you you because that would be I, I feel like there's something wrong with me saying that that type of voice sounds like a little person, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it definitely raised the pitch of your voice. 
That is a huge water bottle you have there. Thanks. <laughs> I get compliments on it all the time. So anyway, Adam Bird, what's been going on with you? Uh, well, you know, uh, we we went to our first restaurant. Okay. On Saturday, yeah. It was Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, you were saying you wanted to go to Cheesecake Factory. On your you show. know, I I judge myself. I we because, know because look. We were talking about, you know, what what is your favorite restaurant? We, because we were thinking, this is our first restaurant. We have not gone to any restaurants in person mm-hmm. since March of last year. Yeah. So over a year. Mm-hmm. And now we're both fully vaccinated. And so we were excited to, to go back to a restaurant. Sure. And I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit nervous about it because I was like, oh, am I going to feel weird? You know, what's it going to feel like, you know, mm-hmm. and being around all those people and everything. Yeah. But Mark and I were talking about, okay, well, what would be a really good, like, what would be our favorite restaurant? And yeah. I couldn't really think of a favorite restaurant, but. Which is funny because you used to do that, uh, that uh, restaurant of the week thing. Whatever. Yeah. Every week we, we still do, but we did delivery all during COVID, but mm-hmm. it was, you know, it's not as good when you have it d- grub. It's not when it gets, by the time it gets to you, mm-hmm. it's not as good as it would be at the restaurant. So it doesn't, mm-hmm. and you're not at the restaurant. So I don't know. It doesn't really count. Mm-hmm. And you would think I've gone to all, I've gone to all of these fancy restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. We've done, we've done, you know, wine pairings mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the restaurant that came to my mind was a chain restaurant, the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. What, what is that? I don't know. I love Cheesecake Factory. Mainly, I love their tamale cakes. <laughs> the, okay. The the appetizer. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I've never called them. Aren't they just called sweet corn cakes? But yeah. Sweet corn tamale cakes. I yeah. think that's what they call They're really good. Uh, I love those. Mm-hmm. And I've I've just never had any any bad food. At, they have a huge men, menu. Huge, gigantic menu. And I've never had anything bad there, mm-hmm. ever. I, I've I, everything that I've ever ordered, I've liked. Mm-hmm. So, but I feel kind of bad that my favorite restaurant is a chain restaurant. Yeah, I feel like it should be, I don't know, some fancy hoopty doop sort mm-hmm. of, you know, mm-hmm. five star Michelin, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, mm-hmm. and and what came to mind was uh, Cheesecake Factory. So but how we was went. it? Were you scared? Well, I was just, you know, I felt a little weird. Now, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say scared, like frightened. Mm-hmm. You know, we were vaccinated and I've, I've not really, I've not really been afraid of getting COVID so much as I just wanted to be responsible, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and wear a mask. That's what you're supposed to do. Protect yeah. everyone else. Yada, yada. And how is it so in Arkansas? Like, do you have to wear a mask? Uh, well, not now. Uh-huh. Uh, for a while. I would say – now, we started having – it was way late when our governor finally mm-hmm. implemented a mask mandate. It was maybe July or August of mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was at any public places basically or anywhere that you were indoors and you couldn't maintain a six-foot mm-hmm. distance. Mm-hmm. But he recently, beginning of April, I think it was, removed mm-hmm. the mandate. All right. Go ahead. So, uh, but we, we still are wearing a mask and most businesses around are still requiring masks when you go. But do you ever see people, do you ever see people fighting this? 
Oh yeah. Well, not. Oh, really? You know, it's funny. So, in I've never, I've not seen a fight. Mm-hmm. But the entire time, mm-hmm. we would go into the grocery store or whatever, mm-hmm. and we would see at least two or three people not wearing a mask. Oh, you're kidding! But I think, I think what I think it was, what it was here is what it, for whatever reason. The stores are not being as vid- vigilant, mm-hmm. vigilant about, you know, making their employees really monitor and enforce. Mm-hmm. So I never saw anyone going up to someone and saying, uh, sir, excuse me, you're going to have to wear your mask or you're going to have to leave, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think most times what people would do is they would wear their mask until they got in and then take it off. And oh then, you know, God. after their past. But so, I mean, we would always see a few people mm-hmm. every time we go to the grocery store every week. We would see a few people. Yeah. And we try to say something like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't believe those people or something, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully they hear us. But yeah. So we drove actually because Cheesecake Factory is in Tulsa. Okay. So Oklahoma, hour, Oklahoma, yeah. Okay. And it's about an hour and forty-five minutes drive. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I was like, you know what? We don't have anything to do on Saturday. So we got in the, you know, we got in the car, and mm-hmm. um, I had made uh, mamon for Mark. Oh yeah. Okay. I, 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 you mentioned that on the, on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, we had that, we had, uh, we walked. Yeah, by the way, and, by the way, you never said how he liked it. He liked it. Oh, he, he liked did. it. He said you, it was really good. You made it before for him or no? By no, the way, it's, first a, time. it's a, some sort of Filipino, like you said it was a cross between a souffle and a cake. Yeah. It's, it's a very eggy cake. It's, uh, and the, it, it's, it gets most of its, um, fluffiness or volume from your egg whites Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like a chiffon Mm -hmm. sort of texture or whatever anyway Mm -hmm. but they're like they're like uh cupcakes okay so but no frosting all right and very eggy so he liked them so anyway we had that for breakfast and um and then we uh didn't leave until about 12 because what i thought was i i said okay we should plan our meal Mm mm-hmm at a time when it won't be busy. So don't go right at noon. Eat lunch around 2 mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. So we left here at 12. We drove to Tulsa mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, got there. Mm-hmm. And there was a line at Cheesecake Factory. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, God. There's a line. It's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, what are they What are they doing? And, yeah. and so I got a little bit. I was like, oh, it's going to be full. Mm-hmm. There are going to be so many people. Yeah. So we go up. But but they did have a hostess outside. So mm-hmm. everybody was wearing masks outside. So that was good. Mm-hmm. We go up. I put my name in, like two of us. And she says, oh, it's only going to be five or ten minutes. So I was like, oh, great. You know, okay. great. Sure. And so we wait. And, uh, and we – Ten minutes later, she said, calls my name or they text me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Go in. Mm-hmm. And it was a – I mean ultimately at the end of the day, it was a good experience. They, they were still doing – I was I was a little bit concerned also about the – I know during the height of the pandemic, most restaurants were – you had a table between you and mm-hmm. the next people mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and so I, I was, I was wondering what they were going to do about that, but Cheesecake Factory was still doing that because in Arkansas, they completely removed all those rules. Mm-hmm. So everything is pretty much wide open now. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, but they had, so there were, and we actually got a booth and Cheesecake Factory had put up on their booths, they put glass partitions. Oh, really? So you're in a booth and you have glass partitions separating you from the tables on either side of you. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so yeah. So, I mean, we, we, uh, ordered and they've, you know, they've, uh, I don't know if you've eaten at a restaurant since. I've been to a restaurant before in my life. Yes. Oh. Since COVID. Mm Mm-hmm. But I was I was a little because they brought out they put out a little a little um, paper on our table mm-hmm. and it said we have paper menus or you can scan this QR code and just pull the menu up on your phone. So I thought, oh, that's cool. So yeah. they're so they're not. They said we are sanitizing menus in between every person, but if you'd rather, you can use the QR code. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the meal, when they hand you, and I didn't realize this until it was too late. I just. When people bring me the check at the end, I just hand them my card because yeah. I don't want them to go away. You are a daddy Warbucks, Bobby no, no, Warbucks no. to this Mark. Don't worry, Mark. I got it. No, we take turns paying, but I'm just saying when mm-hmm. I'm paying, I don't because you know they'll give you the re- they'll give you the check mm-hmm. and then they'll walk away. Yeah, and sometimes it'll be 15 minutes. Yeah, and you're sitting there, you know drumming your fingers on your table like bored you're done you've eaten mm-hmm. everything yeah and uh and so i don't normally i don't like that weight because you're mm-hmm. done with your food most times you've finished your drinks mm-hmm. you're you're ready to go yeah so normally i just i'm like oh no 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 need here just take my don't card. worry about it and uh i know guac is extra here take my fucking card it's good uh thank you thank you so peasant. i said here so I did that and he took it away. Well, when he came back, he didn't say anything, but when mm-hmm. he came back, he, you know, I signed it and everything. And I looked on the receipt and they have QR codes on the receipt that you can scan the QR code. It will take you to a website and you can pay it on your phone. Oh. So you could have completely done, you know, so you don't have to hand them your card or anything. But I hadn't been to a, I mean, since COVID, yeah. I haven't been, and this is a new thing. Were you so excited to go to a restaurant? Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. We I mean, we like going to restaurants and yeah. and we did uh we didn't do entrees, we just did appetizers. So mm-hmm. we got my tamale cakes. Mm-hmm. We got some chicken, some fried chicken sliders. Mm-hmm. We got some samosas mm-hmm. and uh something else. Something else. But anyway, it was all very good and then we got, we got cheesecake to go. How hard did you give it to Mark that night? <laughs> He's not a bottom, so I don't give it to Mark. But we had a good time; it was fun. And then we drove home. That that was it. That but it, that was my first restaurant experience since COVID. It was. I mean, it was good. It was good. We, I, you know, I we will do it again. You I'm feel a, weird not having your mask. I just on. want to say one thing, and I want everyone to know this: this entire story. When I was dating Cameron, I think one of the funniest, cutest, coolest things we ever did was we did this thing where we go on normcore dates, okay? And, uh, and that was where we would pretend, we would play, not characters, but we would pretend like we were a boring old gay couple. And that we wouldn't actually go to the mall, but we would go to like a cheese, because people... I was doing some work for some people and they'd always pay me. Are you like, calling my date boring yeah. normal? Is that what you're yeah. saying? yeah. 
uh cheesecake factory or olive garden they'd give me these gift cards to them these places right <laughs> so we would use them but we would do we would pretend we were an old boring gay couple and that we had, and we would have these conversations about how we just gone to the you know to the mall and best buy and all this and we'd have these boring conversations at the at the at the cheesecake factory uh and, and we'd be like oh this is our big night out and it's it's, it's weird to hear this actually come to life we do non-boring things. We're going to St. Thomas for vacation in July, and we're going to go snorkeling and all the things that you do. It's not like all we do is Let's go to be Cheesecake honest. Factory. Let's be honest, Adam, and I'm saying this because Mark doesn't listen to this show. You're going to go to snorkeling, and Mark will take a picture of himself snorkeling, and then he'll be done with it. <laughs> no, we when we snorkeled before, he snorkeled the whole time. We We – we went to a private island in the Philippines, uh, a resort, and we did snorkeling there at the island. And does it, Mark it was like about going, an hour, hour and a half. Does Mark like going to the Philippines and being like, here, peasant, and like looking down on everybody, all the, the poor Filipinos who are still there and stuff? He didn't do any of that when I, well, I was with him, so I guess not. He did say he tried to protect me and only take me to the, to the nicer parts of town. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and we went, I mean, obviously we stayed at a resort that the, the island was the resort. Mm -hmm. So you, it's like fantasy island. You mm -hmm. have to take a boat to get to the island. Mm -hmm. You pull up to the island in your boat. And, the management of yeah. the island is standing there on the beach yeah. with, with a, a, with a, a glass of some tropical fruit juice or whatever. And they're, you know, they hand you a cold towel. Yeah. I felt that was that was the most pampered I've ever felt what, in my life. You know what's so funny? It's just like Fantasy Island. There was like a Hervé Villachette going like, "Boss, the plane, the plane," and you you saw this guy <laughs> and you were like, "I have a fucking boner." <laughs> All right, um, it is now time for the cooking segment. Uh, this week we made. Well, look, the name is under question, Adam, right? It's like, some people call them beer ox, some people call them runsas. Either way, it's a ball of dough stuffed with ground beef. I've I've never heard of either one of those, but yeah. they look a lot like kolaches. Exactly. There you go. You see? Yeah. I feel like it's one of those dishes that has different regional names wherever you have it. And you chose this recipe out of, uh, I don't have the book in front of me, but Cook's Country... America's yep. best lost recipes, right? Oh, not America's, just just best lost recipes. So, Cook's Country's best lost recipes. And um, first, before we talk about the dish, you chose it. Why did you choose? What attracted you about this dish, Adam? Well, when when I go get it, my when I go to get my haircut in St. Louis, right across from the salon that I go to, there's a kolache place. Okay. And when Mark and I will go, we will buy four kolaches and then we'll eat them on the way home usually. Okay. And they have they have a sloppy joe, so it's like a, a, a sloppy joe mix that's in there. They have uh pepper steak or like a Philly cheese steak. They have a meatball. Mm -hmm. It's got cheese. Anyway, we love them. We yeah. really we really enjoy them. So mm -hmm. when I saw the recipe, I was like, Oh, this is like kolaches that we eat when we go to St. Louis. Yeah. And if I like it, I could even take the dough and put different fillings in it mm -hmm. and and make kolaches. So that's yeah. I think that's the reason I was drawn to it. All right. Very good. So we made this dish. I had actually made this dish 
probably about 10 to 15 years ago, I have a friend, Melissa McQueen, who is from Kansas. And I'd seen in the intro that it was like sort of a, a dish that they people like in Kansas. And so I, as a surprise, I made it for her. And she was surprised. She loved it. And that's the last time I made it. Uh, so it was interesting to uh, make it again so many years later. Um, well, let, since you chose it, let's tell me about your experience making this. It takes a long ass time. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm always picking the complicated one. Now, I don't mind so much because I, I bake bread occasionally. Mm-hmm. Not It's not something I do all the time, but I... Throughout my life, I've been known as a bread. Like at Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. my family will ask me to make the rolls, mm-hmm. and so I will bake the rolls from scratch mm-hmm. and and take them. And so, um, so it's been a thing I've been doing since I was I don't know fourteen or fifteen. Mm-hmm. So I've made a lot of bread in my life, but I was thinking, oh, you know, I'll just throw it together really quick, you know, and it'll rise, and then uh, it didn't rise as quickly as I thought it was going to. So I had to ri- I had to let it rise longer. Um, but, but it was other than taking a long time, it, it was pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you're a person who's never made bread before, that could be challenging because mm-hmm. you can kill the yeast if your water's too hot and there's some things, you know, that you can do wrong. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I, I would say ultimately, I, I mean, I made the dough, let it rise. Like they said, I divided it up. Um, while I was letting it rise, I went ahead and cooked the filling because I assumed the filling needed to cool down a little bit before you put it. I mean, you don't want to put hot filling, I didn't think, in raw dough. And so I made the filling and then um, – and I made everything to spec mm-hmm. exactly how they called it, called yeah. for. Okay. Um, I thought, you know, the, the beef mixture was a little – all it called for was salt and pepper. And I thought, you know, it could have had a, I don't know, it could have had something. It didn't have any garlic or anything. I thought it could have had something to add a little bit more flavor other than the onions, cabbage, and salt and pepper and beef, but, uh, and the butter, but, but it tasted good. I did, now I did do one thing because we really enjoy the sloppy Joe kolaches at the place in St. Louis. I divided the beef, I made the beef mixture, but then I divided it in half. Mm hmm. And I bought Mamwich, mm-hmm. a can of Mamwich, and I mm-hmm. put a little bit of that in there and a little brown sugar. Okay. And half of it was Mamwich runces and half of it was the regular. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed them. I thought the de- the bread itself was really good. The filling, if I do it again, I would probably try some other kind of filling, like maybe a meatball or – Let me ask you a question. I don't know, something. There's, there's a reason I'm asking this question. How, was the, how were the Mamwich versions? They were good, but I I didn't know quite the ratio to use because mm-hmm. I was just kind of mixing in. So I think those could have worked. I those I liked those better. Um, I think I could have gone a little sweeter than I did, and a little bit more of the manwich mix in there. But I enjoyed them better than the than the original recipe than what it called for. So okay, so let's talk about me making this. Um, my making this. You're right. It. I wouldn't say it's not super long. I would say because I actually no. I started around eleven thirty, and they were on the table at two, and it was pretty nonstop for me actually. So, uh, it was so it is two and a half hours is a long time, you know. 
Now I let I, it rise for probably no. almost double the time. Oh, you see, I didn't. Yeah, I mine mine rose in the proper time, but it's been very warm here in California. So today was a good day to make them. So it rose really, really well in that hour. But what I'll tell you is, because it was rising so quickly, it rose in the hour. But like, it, it, I made quite a mess when I was putting it together. So by the time I cooked the filling, I, I like you, I, I started cooking the filling right when I put it to rise. I wanted it to cool yep. as well. But also, um, I wanted to clean up the mess. I didn't want to have that and have like a destroyed kitchen. So that took the time while it rose. Then I took them out and then I had to ro- roll out the dough and put it in the cereal bowl and do this and the that and the bed, but right. And I didn't use a cereal bowl. I found it. I found it easier to just leave them flat and put the stuff in the center and pinch it together. Well, I'll tell you, did you but, have the experience too, that they want you to put three quarters of a cup and that was too much. It was too much. I, I lessened it a little bit. Me too. Because I, I couldn't get yeah. that much in. The other two, th- the other thing too, and this talks about what you're saying, and I don't know where I learned this, and this is a, a fault of the recipe. They should have said this. I learned this somewhere else. But when you're making a dish like this, where you're going to be stuffing it in something, or it's going to be with something, especially a bready thing, you have to overly season the filling. Because it's going to be competing with that bread. And so even though it might taste mildly too salty or it might be too sweet or whatever, when you actually put it in the, in the, in the, in this case, the little bread, it'll balance out. The bread will balance it. So I intend, I'd already known that from some other experience. So when I made it, I actually slightly made it a little saltier than I would have liked. Because I knew that when it went in the bread, it would balance out, and that that's why I asked you about the how it was with that the, makes sense. Because yeah. I would say I would say the regular one was probably not salty enough, and the sloppy Joe was not sweet enough. Yeah, you could have gone so a little I, over the top, and it would have been perfect. Yeah. How was the what did a what did Mark think of it, and b how did the bread compare to the kolache place? I thought the bread was very similar to the kolache. The kolaches are smaller. Okay. Um, they're, they're, I don't, they're not, I don't know how to describe it, but they're, they're not quite as big as those. Those turned out very large, larger than I thought they were going but to But I be. think they mentioned that in the notes. I think they mentioned that, the, that these are, are, um, that, that when you buy them in places, they're smaller than what they were making. Yeah. So, uh, but the, but the actual dough itself is very similar. It's kind of a sweet dough, um, mm-hmm. not a dessert sweet, but I mean, you can uh, certainly taste yeah. the sweetness mm-hmm. and, uh, and, but I really liked the dough. It rose well, mm-hmm. although it took it a little bit longer. I didn't realize my oven had a proof setting, which I liked. Mm-hmm. I, I had, I got to use the proof setting on my oven. The filling, like I said, um, it was good, but I probably, would switch it up and do something different next time just to try something different. But he enjoyed it. We both enjoyed it. I, I just served them with chips, like a, you know, like a burger or something. We had them as a meal mm-hmm. and um, we actually ate them for lunch and dinner that day. Yeah. I had my parents invite the neighbors over and we had them. And then I also gave them the remaining ones so they could have them for dinner. Yeah, they were good. They were mm-hmm. good. I, I would say though, I would definitely make the bread again and I would try different variations on what to stuff it with. All right. Or I will. I will. Are you going to make it again? 
Yeah, I will. Because like I said, the, one of the reasons I picked it is because we love those kolaches. Mm-hmm. And I think the bread was spot on. Yeah. So, and and I liked the filling. I'm just saying I would want to try some different varieties of filling. Yeah. All right. Very good. Well, there you go. That's, oh, I got to tell you what the next recipe is. So I yeah. talked to Adam Burns and it's like, I didn't choose one from America. Well, you know what? Let me look at something here. Because it might, hold on. There's this Cook's Country Best Lost Suppers. Yeah, you mentioned that. And uh, because the other one, the Best Lost Recipes, is mostly like baked goods. Oh, you know what? Yeah, and I, and I didn't even know you were a diabetic and you could just like fall over in a diabetic coma. And I know I, all the like, things. Yeah, all the things you were making. I'm actually going to choose something that I've never made and I've always seen it. And I actually now I'm going to, this is going to force me to make this. There's this one, and it's on, if you have the book, it's called, so it's the same company. It's just their sequel to America's Best Lost Recipes. It's called Cook's Country Best Lost Suppers. And I'm going to buy you the book, Adam, and send it to you. All right? Okay. But it's on page 36, and I'll post it in Discord. And it, this is one that's always been like, because it has a weird name. It's called Oh My God Chicken. Oh My God Chicken. Hmm. And um, it's chicken fricassee with heads of garlic. And I always, and it has a picture, and it just seems really weird. And so I was like, huh, this could be an interesting one. And this would be good for the diabetes. It doesn't have anything crazy. I love garlic. Yeah. Anything with garlic. I'm a, I'm a, I usually double the garlic in, in recipes. Well, and also I imagine too, because it's covered in this sauce, that I imagine you could probably do your boneless, skinless chicken breast, even though they call for skin on. And Probably. have it lower points. Um, but it doesn't look like it's super high points either. There's nothing crazy. Maybe maybe the bacon. But that bacon's not that high of points, is it? Well, I mean, it's... It, no, I mean, it's not a lot. I We eat bacon occasionally. Probably once a week we eat bacon. I can eat three slices of bacon, four slices of bacon for about five points. Oh, okay. No, this is four slices so, of bacon for the, uh, whole, for the whole dish. Yeah. So it's not bad. Okay. All right. So that's what we're going to do. And I'll send you that book. We'll, we'll alternate. We'll, we'll use, we can use both books for this okay. quarter. And I'll probably mostly choose from the best Lost Suppers. I'm going to, I'm going to choose the caramel. Yeah. The Adam's caramel gonna, cake with Adam's extra choose, sugar. Yeah. The high fructose yeah. corn syrup bars. Yeah. Uh, all right. And that's the cooking segment. I'll post the recipe in the discord. Okay. Now, Adam Burns, any other stories? Well, you didn't get you didn't really tell any stories, so I, I think it's uh, I, you know what I, I'll be honest with you. We're almost running out of time anyway. I have a question for you, but I was talking to Aiden about how I didn't really have any stories. But I feel this is a thing that I struggle with because I feel like I tell all these stories on all my other shows, right? Well, and we don't have to do the what's happening in your life ever all the time. We can talk about whatever we want. Well, that's the thing is too on this network, most people hear all my stories all the fucking time. Yeah. And they don't I mean, get to hear from you. So I think they'd rather hear from you. And I even have a question for you. I don't have another okay. story. I have a question for you. So I saw, I thought of you the other day, and I kept this article. It was on Reddit. So I kept this Reddit post. And I wanted to know if you knew about this here. And so the, the post was to um, – there's a Reddit – there's a subreddit called like – what is it called? Like It has like a weird name, like uh, non-murder mysteries, I think it is, right? 
So it's, it's all like non like death related mysteries. Okay. Okay. And this one says this is from a couple days ago. I'm just going to read it now. This is me reading. It's rumored that somewhere in Arkansas there exists a paper plate house. Not much is known about this house other than it supposedly is covered with paper plates, each with cryptic messages written on them. This short documentary, and I'll post it in the Discord right now, details my findings on the house. My first question, do you know about this? No. I've never heard of a paper plate house. Yeah, and so uh the somebody wrote underneath here it says there's a house in there's a house in the northeast central part of Arkansas. Oh no no, there's some that they were part there what's what what are the initials North for East Central? No, hold on. What is what's the what are the initials for Arkansas? AR. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's someone commented there's a house in the northeast slash central part of Arkansas that has something similar. Some schizophrenic man about 40 years ago was told by God to build a house filled with doors. So he cobbled together a shack made entirely of doors, scribbled with Bible verses and messages from the Lord. It's been a decade. I mean, that doesn't surprise me, but I've not, I've not heard of it. Huh? Yeah. I mean, any weird things around Bible verses and building a shack. Sure. Mm -hmm. I can, I can imagine, but no, I've never, I've never heard that. I'll have to, I will have to look at it and and watch the documentary. Maybe. By the way, you know what's so funny? So I started using based on your recommendation. I started using uh, SpeakPipe. Okay. Oh yeah. I've gotten two voicemails on SpeakPipe. I think three. One of them was a normal one. Do you want to know what our very first voicemail on SpeakPipe was? Was it Gary? No. <laughs> Gary, somebody from Pride Forty Eight, an old man. No, it was an afterthought calling in as a joke about the Melissa Witt case. Oh, <laughs> so you know I haven't gotten any I haven't gotten any more calls about that. So yeah. I I think it's dried up. The other one too, but we'll discuss this on Drag Race Down Under. Someone was very mad at Lori, very very angry with Lori, and so uh, but we'll discuss that on Drag Race Down Under. Um. So you don't. Oh, so I, I was hoping that you knew about this paper plate house. I'm gonna have I, to watch I this don't. documentary now. Are you gonna watch this documentary? Why don't we watch it and oh. then we'll discuss it on the next show? That's a good idea. And if it's close to you, will you go visit it? Yeah. All right. Interesting. Uh, it has to be close. I mean, I don't have time. To wait, drive you're, hours, you're, you're. Wait, but... hold on. You dr- okay? You drive four hours to get a Fakakta haircut. You drove two hours to go to a, a, a cheesecake factory. I'll, I'll, it depends on where it is, Joe. I mean, the, I feel I, like you've driven farther to go chase invisible Pokemon. I think I do have a haircut between now and our next time. So that's going to eat up one of my Saturdays. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I, I'm not against going to it. Um, I'll just have to see where it is. Why don't you start an OnlyFans? Arkansas is a very large... Ca- ca- uh, state. What'd you say? When are you going to start an OnlyFans? Why would I? Why would I start? You know what? I am okay. First of all, um, there are so many reasons why not to. Mm-hmm. But but the main reason is I'm still in that age. Well, I think where you know. I'm in that weird middle age where I'm not yet quite enough of a daddy for people to 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 think I'm a hot old man and I'm no longer a twink. 
So I'm just I'm in that age where nobody's interested in you at all. Joe. I don't think I think, I think there are some afterthoughts who are pretty thirsty for you. But I have lost 23 pounds. Oh wow! Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Does Mark notice it? Uh, he hasn't said, but he knows because I tell him I weight every week. Well, we both weigh on Saturdays. By the way, it's funny that you say that. I, I've heard you talk about how you're like, oh, well, I just had a bowl of air because tomorrow's weighing day. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, who is he fooling with this? No, I'm really losing weight. I've lost no, 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 no. I'm going to eat Whataburger. I know. No, hold on for a second. I know you're actually losing weight. I'm not saying you're not. But when you go on the weigh-in, who are you fooling? Well, you just, I just don't want to, you know, I need motivation to continue on my journey. So mm-hmm. if I, I just feel like if I eat a whole bunch and, you know, weigh myself down with a bunch of poop mm-hmm. before my weigh-in, yeah. that I'm not going to, I'm going to be less motivated to, to continue on the next week. I want to make sure that the numbers look good. What if we did a contest where the winner gets to sleep with you? Would you do that? No, I can't do that. I'm in a relationship. We don't sleep with other people. Oh, so. all right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, okay, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this episode then, right? I mean, I guess. Yeah, uh, I, I don't have anything else. Cheesecake Factory was my big load for the day. No, that's fine. We did Look, we did an hour. What do, what do they expect yeah. from us, Adam? We talked about midgets and Cheesecake Factory. I think, you know. I feel you're, I will say, I do think they, you're holding back on the midget story. I honestly. I, okay. Look, I okay. Was a, okay. I, okay. In my life, Joe, I yeah. have been a whore. Okay. Then, then, there, then, let's, let's close out on this. What is, you don't have to go into detail. Off the top of your head, what is the most memorable, not the, the most, I mean, rephrase this. What is a very weird, sexual experience you had off the top of your head and maybe later you'll think of a, a more weird one but what like when you're like that you that you're like oh well one time i uh fucked a tornado you're laughing so you already know what it is adam burns is laughing off mic right now because he's <laughs> i don't want to admit this joe no go ahead admit, admit it okay i was young okay can i can i just say i was young sure and i didn't have make a lot of money great at the time, mm-hmm. and I was trying to support Maddie and I. Yeah. Um, I let an old guy pee on me for money. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Throwing Down with Adam and Joe. Follow Adam Burns on Twitter at TV. You can also email Adam Burns at adamburns.uk at gmail.com or visit his website at geekygay.com. You can follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Throwing Down is an Afterthought Media podcast.